Now there are answers. Welcome to Live Prayer. It's waiting there for you. Here's your host, Bill Kelly. And welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Thursday evening. I pray you had a wonderful day. It's good to be back together with you once again. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And wherever you're watching me tonight throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea, border to border, thank you for tuning in. Friends and other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over 2.5 million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. So, pray you had a good day today. I would ask you right at the top, and I know you people are so kind and uh, so loving, and uh, I know you pray for, say a prayer for me tonight. Um, the reason there was no program Monday, I was traveling all weekend and obviously picked up something because it's been a struggle all week, and today has not been a good day, but uh, we got too much to get to tonight, so I just said, God, strengthen me, fill me up with some uh, some Holy Ghost power, uh, let my friends pray for me tonight. We're going to have a great program and get through a lot of good content tonight. So please say a prayer. Uh, four things I ask you to do for me each night in the program. Of course, I always ask you to pray for me because your prayers mean more than you'll ever know. Second, please continue to encourage people you know to sign up for the free Life Prayer Daily Devotional. Written it every morning for over 24 years. All they have to do is go to my homepage, upper right-hand corner, click on the sign up link. And a couple uh, easy steps, they'll be on the list and get it in their email every morning. Third, of course, continue to tell people about the TV program. And last of all, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, as we head into the final weeks of 2023, uh, pray about a special gift uh, here at the year end for live prayer. All gifts are, of course, 100% tax deductible. For many of you, it may help you on your income taxes. Why give it to the government when you can give it to God? Um, and uh, we're here each night, not because we uh, have created this masterful maze of fundraising with books and tapes and concerts and, 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 and all kinds of trips and things like that. We just plug away 24-7 here on the internet, reaching people all over the world that are hurting, lost without hope, need Jesus, and uh like Paul did, we put one foot in front of the other each day by faith, trusting God to move on the hearts of our friends to keep us moving. And that's uh, that's how we've done it for well, 30 years now in total, 24 plus years now on the online and uh, coming up on 21 years on TV. So friends like you make it possible. So if uh, God has blessed you through this program, Maybe you haven't been able to give throughout the year, but uh, we're coming to the end of the year and you can make a special gift. Homepage, there's a donation link at the top of the right-hand corner is a donation link. Gives you our address and uh, as well as a link to our credit card portal if that's more easy for you, okay? Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for bringing us together once again. Lord, we lift you up and, and commit this hour to you tonight, Lord, and just ask that you be glorified through these next 
60 minutes. I thank you for my friends who have joined me here tonight. I pray for them and their families and their every need to be met for your glory. Thank you for this day that we've enjoyed the blessings that you have bestowed upon us throughout the day. And now, Lord, open our hearts, open our minds, help us to receive from you tonight. We ask and pray these things in the wonderful, the matchless, the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. Today, and uh, there are no coincidences, today is an anniversary. And because of what's happening in the world today, it's probably an anniversary that has a lot more meaning this day than maybe in years past. Um, this is the 80th, 80th anniversary of Kristallnacht. For uh, those who know World War II history, Kristallnacht, which, which basically means the night of broken glass, it was the official start of the persecution uh, in Nazi Germany of the Jews. This is the, this is the night that it officially began. The persecution and purging of the Jews uh, started on this night. I find it very interesting that as we re remember the 80th anniversary of Kristallnacht, you've got a Muslim advocacy group with ties to terror organizations called CARE, Council of Arab and Islamic Relations. Now, they were kind of a self-appointed watchdog group back in their early days. The leadership of terror, CARE had uh, ties to various terror groups like the Muslim Brotherhood. They were an unindicted co-conspirator in a big case uh, back in the uh, late 90s called the Holy Land Foundation. Uh, it was a, uh, a case brought against uh, some organizations raising money for terror operations over in the Middle East. And tonight, on this 80th anniversary of Kristallnacht, we have anti-Semitism in this country raging at a level that I got to I got to be honest with you, I never really expected to see. Just just being honest with you, I've always told you, and I've always known that by far the number one hate crime year after year after year, by huge margins, has always been uh, attacks against the Jewish community. But the, just the, now the overt, outward, you know, just take, take the shades off, overt anti-Semitism that's happening in this country right now is just absolutely amazing. And I got to be honest with you, I'm thinking tonight, how many Muslims have come through these open borders Joe Biden's open borders in the last two and a half years, the last two and a half years, how many are just waiting to be activated? They're here. 
just waiting to be activated. And I got to be honest with you. People have got to understand something. Yes, the anti-Semitism, the hatred of Jews is the focus today. But you've got to understand that Muslims hate the West, hate Christians just as much as they hate Jews. The Quran calls for the death of all infidels. An infidel is someone who refuses to bow their knee to the false god of Islam and convert to and convert to Islam. So don't think just because the hatred and the vengeance that we're watching is focused on the Jewish community, don't doubt for a second. It is just as vicious against the West in general and Christians in specific. Let me put it to you this way. If you've seen some of these, uh, some of these Hamas gatherings around the country, if someone, say, tried to walk through that crowd with a, say, a Make America Great hat on and a Trump 2024 shirt on, I, 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 I doubt that person would make, make it through alive. Likewise, if you walk through that crowd holding a Bible, wearing a shirt with just a cross on it, once again, the chances of that person getting through that crowd alive, I wouldn't put money on it. People have got to understand that the hatred of the West, the hatred of Christians is just as intense as the hatred of Jews. Now, we are watching, because I get the I've been getting a lot of the emails about this lately. Why are all these young people, uh, especially the college kids, rising up against you know Israel? And where does the anger come from? And they probably don't even understand much of the dynamics of the history of uh, Israel or the Middle East. And I can tell you simply, it's this. It's what I've been talking about for the 30 years I've been in the ministry, the 24 plus years online, and the 20, nearly 21 years on TV. We've now got three generations that have never been to church. And we've got a total breakdown for the most part of, of marriage in the family. I've always told you that all the social ills that we are experiencing today can be directly tied to the breakdown of marriage in the family. And of course, in that breakdown, uh, associated with that breakdown, is the fact that you've got the better percentage of three generations now never stepped foot inside of a church. These people are going to be animated by something. They're going to find a belief system in something. That's why there's such easy prey for the brainwashing of the of of, of the of the K through 12 schools, especially the brainwashing of the of the colleges and universities. Because they have no foundation of beliefs. Their belief system has been shaped by this fallen world. That's why they fall into the lives of this world so easy, because they have no they have no other foundation. 
It's not like they're. It's not like these uh, these groups have to uh, overcome a belief in Christ. Okay, a belief a, a, a belief system based on biblical truth. Okay, that would take some time to overcome if that person was truly committed to Christ. But when they have no belief system at all, they're a blank slate. And don't forget this either. God used the enemies of Israel as instruments of his judgment all throughout the Old Testament. Okay? God sent a pandemic as, a, as, as the start of his judgment on this country. That judgment was furthered when he allowed the 2020 election to be stolen and allowed e- evil men like Barack Hussein Obama to run the country. And that, he, and, and that, and that judgment continues to today. It, it will be determined next November whether God is going to spare this country. And don't forget, 20, in 2016, God did spare this country. We would not, we, I don't know if I'd even be talking to you tonight if Hillary Clinton had won in 2016 because we'd now be probably in the second term of Hillary Clinton and this country would be just in horrible shape. Horrible shape. So, the judgment of God is falling and he uses, in many cases, not just um, situations, but human instruments to carry out that judgment. Is it impossible that this country could be taken over by an army? Like when the enemies of Israel invaded Israel and took them over? I don't know. I, I, I would, up until maybe a couple years ago, I said, not a chance. I don't know. I know this. We could potentially have a million man army in this country right now preparing to take it over. That's not that that's not hyperbole. That's not paranoia. That's a fact. I've been telling you since day one that that open border was going to become an absolute nightmare for this country, a nightmare we would feel for generations. So, we've got a lot of praying to do. Got a lot of praying to do. Now, we found out today, and this is sick, on October 7th, when Hamas invaded, invaded Israel, raped and pillaged, beheaded babies, just the, 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 the horrors that they wrought on those people on that day. There was a lot of video and a lot of pictures that were taken that day. Now, most people assumed 
that all those pictures and all that video came from um, came from the um, Hamas. We find out today some of it did, but not all of it. We found out today that the AP, Reuters, CNN, and New York Times had hired freelance photographers from Gaza who were embedded with Hamas on 10-7. Embedded with Hamas. That means these, these the photographers they hired knew this was going to happen. They were there to photograph it all. Hired by AP, CNN, New York Times, and Reuters. I mean, this was not just evil. This was calculated evil. This was evil being documented by major corporate media outlets like AP, CNN, New York Times, and Reuters. Now, they're all backtracking that. Oh, well, we didn't know, and we've cut ties with these people, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, I mean, they were, I mean, that's how those pictures came out so fast. I mean, they were still in the act of raping and pillaging and burning babies alive and all the horror that they bestowed on people that day. They were, like, in the middle of it when pictures were coming out. And everybody just assumed it was Hamas. And some of the video was Hamas. But we also know know there were some professional photographers, freelance photographers from Gaza that were hired by these major international corporate media outlets. Um, our, Our bases where we've got troops in the Middle East and Syria and Iraq and throughout that area, uh, they continue to be attacked. Now, we have retaliated a couple times. Our retaliation consists of blowing up a couple uh, Iranian weapons buildings but remember what Biden's, Biden's foreign policy is? Remember the Biden uh, doctrine is when it comes to uh, terror groups like Iran and all their, all their various groups? Remember, you, know, you know what the Biden doctrine is, right? Don't. Remember that? Don't. Well, just like everything else Biden does, don't isn't working. What an idiot. Let me go back and talk about TikTok again. We talked about this at length the other night, but I want to hit it again because this has become a major weapon from China. And I got to tell you something. I'm not minimizing the 120-some thousand people that are dying each year from Chinese fentanyl. But this, this TikTok is... Really, really dangerous stuff. I, I called it le- I called it digital crack because it's affecting literally tens of millions of people in this country. And 
they push, they're pushing a major propaganda campaign against Israel and for the Palestinians. They've been pushing a major campaign pro-abortion. They're already pushing a major campaign of, you know, pro-Biden, anti-Trump. They've been pushing for a long time now the whole LGBTQ agenda, especially when it comes to the trans issue. And they also are very bold to push a anti-Christian narrative on there as well. And here we go again. This is going back to what I said before. You got the better percentage now, three generations, never been to church. The TikTok you know, demographic is basically 12 to 30. The biggest group probably being 15 to 25. So you've got this, you've got these demographics that have never been to church, have no faith background. Again, they're a clean slate. And China has invaded the minds and the hearts and the souls of tens of millions of people through this app called TikTok. Now, near the end of the Trump campaign, he was making a big push to ban TikTok. And you've heard some of these 1-2% idiots like DeSantis and people say, well, he said he was going to ban it, he did. Well, you know what? It's not that easy, Ron. Especially when you've got an administration that is working against what you're trying to accomplish. And trust me, TikTok is spending major money on both Democrats and Republicans. It's going to be very difficult to ban TikTok uh, short of some sort of an executive order and a loyal administration that is going to follow through. Because at this point in time, they are getting more entrenched by the day. And again, just like the social media companies, remember how they were going to regulate uh, the social media companies, uh, regulate Google and Facebook and, and, and YouTube and all that, right? Remember that? Never happened. Why not? Because these companies spend millions and millions and millions of dollars in lobbying money pumping millions and millions of dollars in the campaign coffers of Democrats and Republicans. That's why you... That's, see, this is why unless you've got a total disruptor that has on board with him a totally loyal administration that's why none of these things ever get done. Look today. They just voted to give the FBI $300 million for a new FBI headquarters. 70 Republicans voted for it. Every Democrat voted for it. And 70 Republicans voted for it. If those 70 Republicans had said no, they couldn't, it wouldn't have passed. Business as usual. 
That's why it's so difficult to make change in D.C. The big difference between Trump in 2016 and Trump in 2024, if God, if that's God's plan, is they have been putting together for the last two years their political appointees with the full understanding now these people have to be total loyalist with iron wills, spines of steel, and the vision that Donald Trump is bringing to get this country back on track. Now, it was amazing that he accomplished what he did in four years last time, between all the investigations, the garbage investigations, the impeachments, and for the most part, a totally disloyal administration. And they bragged about it. Well, we're here to make sure, you know, he stays within the lines. That's such a job. The people didn't elect you. They didn't elect you to keep him within the They elected you to obey his agenda. They voted for him and his agenda. See, they never had to deal with this before in D.C. because the people that got into the presidency always knew at the end of the day that it was a game and they played the game. Okay? Obama was Obama was not of D.C., but he was a globalist, globalist. He fit in just fine in D.C. He was more than happy. Matter of fact, his problem was he couldn't do enough damage in eight years. But who'd you have before that? Bush for eight years, right? I mean, he was a creature of D.C. because of his father. Before that, who'd you have? Clinton for eight years. Again, he wasn't of D.C., but he was greedy and hungry for money, so he fit right in. He started the whole rise of China. Before that, who was it? Oh, yeah, Daddy Bush. Total D.C. snake. Before that, Reagan. Now, Reagan did buck the system a little bit, but don't forget, Reagan was a two-term governor of California. So he'd already been in a major political uh, position of power. So he knew there was, he knew he could push the limit, but only so far. So he respected, he respected the limits. Okay. Before that, who was it? Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was just kind of. Not a very good president. But again, he wasn't going to fight the system. You know, before that, you had Ford, again, another creature of D.C. Before that, you had Nixon, another creature of D.C. Now, Nixon, he tried at the end to make some waves, but that was more out of anger than ideology, okay? Before that, you had Lyndon Johnson. He was a creature of D.C. Before that, you had JFK. He came in. Now, JFK did come in. He had been a senator, so he kind of knew how D.C. worked. 
He and and he was pretty much okay playing within the lines. His mistake was he went after the CIA. So in Spain, there's a party called the Vox Party. They would be they would be the equivalent of MAGA, the Nationalist Party here, right? Their leader got shot in the face today. Now he's not dead yet. He's in critical condition. But they tried to assassinate him. They've had basically riots in the street because the nationalists have been rising up in Spain, as they are in a lot of countries, to overtake the globalists that have been running Spain. But uh, they decided that the globalists got desperate, so they shot the head of the nationalist party yesterday. And you know what their main issue in Spain is? It's like in a lot of the European countries. The illegal immigration of the Muslims. Matter of fact, if you go back to, you know, the history of Spain, you know, you're going back, you know, go back into the 13, 1400s, you know, Muslims were, played a big role in the history of Spain, right? So that's going on over there. Oh, by the way, TikTok is getting so much. I mean, there's enough people making noise about TikTok. Now they're out there promoting TikTok for grandmas in nursing homes. They're trying to basically soft sell it as, oh, look at the nice grandmas doing their little TikTok dances and stuff. That, you know, when I saw that the other day, I said, you know what? They know they're catching heat. They know they're catching heat if they're pulling this kind of a nonsense out. Because that stuff just doesn't get in the media by accident. Doesn't happen by accident. Jill Stein, who was the Green Party candidate in 2016, who, believe it or not, played it. God used her to play a big role in helping Trump win because she took votes from Hillary in some of those key swing states that Trump won. Uh, she is back. She announced today she's back running as the Green Party candidate in 2024. And guess what? Uh, you've got now Mitt Romney is being wooed to be on the ticket of this No Labels Party. And at the same time today, you had uh, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, announcing he was not seeking re-election. Not seeking re-election because he can't get re-elected. People of West Virginia are sick and tired of it. But now there's talk he's not seeking re-election because he's going to join Romney on this no-labels ticket. I'm just throwing this out there. I mean, these things are probably going to happen. How they affect the thing. That's what I was telling you the other day. There's going to be a lot of wild cards coming up. A lot of wild cards. Homeland Security. You know what Homeland Security really is? It's basically nothing but a glorified government travel agency for illegals. Ben Burkwam, who uh, works with Real American Voice, does a great job with the whole issue of the border and the immigration. Um, he 
tracks it all the way back down to the Darien Gap and some of these long treks, dangerous treks these illegals make to get in the country. He had a whole package today where he is outside a hotel where they were just loading up bus after bus in Tucson and driving those buses to the airport and putting these illegals on air, on airplanes going all over the country. They say in, in, in Arizona right now, if you go to the airport, you get on an airplane, there might be 10% of the airplane filled with pa uh, paying passengers. The rest are illegals that are being flown around on the government's dime. And I'm hearing tonight, and this doesn't surprise me, that they aren't even tracking kids anymore. They used to DNA the kids. They quit doing that so they could prove that they were like the actual kid of the people that said they were the parents. Most of these kids weren't. They're being brought in here to be trafficked. And I, I, I've told you a million times that Biden administration is actually a business partner with the cartels because they could not be they, they could not be getting all these illegals through and into this country without working with the cartels. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Comer uh, fired off some more rockets today. There's a guy named Eric Swerwin and Merwin Yan. These are both former business partners of Hunter. They're, they're under subpoena now. And he has subpoenaed the art dealer that was selling Hunter's art and subpoenaed a major Democratic donor who bought some of Hunter's art. So we're going to find out just how much, just what kind of scam this art thing was and how much money they were raking in selling this nonsense. So, got to give them credit because I know they're up against it. They're being fought tooth and nail every step of the way. So, I want to say a prayer for Comer and his team. Uh, Biden was at a, gave a five-minute thing at the UAW in Illinois today. They gave him a T-shirt. It took, took the guy giving him the T-shirt to help him get the T-shirt on. Biden couldn't even put the T-shirt on. It was, it was just embarrassing. He's such an embarrassment. You know what it was? It's like watching a, a five-year-old get dressed, you know, where the mother has to kind of, you know, help him get the thing down and pull it down. And, and then right in the middle of his uh, five minutes, about two minutes in, he starts this yelling stuff. He's either yelling at the top of his voice or he goes into that creepy whisper he does. CNN just uh, released some new polling information. Now, I don't think anybody watching would be surprised if I told you CNN is not exactly a fan of Donald Trump's. I think we could probably all agree on that. So whatever numbers they come up with are probably going to be skewed as you know hard as possible against Trump. That's what makes these numbers that much more interesting. Trump is now leading Biden oh, uh, uh, in, in, in a demographic they're calling men of color, which is basically black men and Hispanic men. They're, 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 it's, a, it's a 
demographic that's known as men of color. Democrats have always led that by big percentages, usually because they had a big number of African-Americans and Hispanics that voted for them. Trump is beating Biden by five or six points in the demographic men of color. The FBI arrested three more people around the country, I think two in Tampa, one in Michigan. Again, three more people that were in the, the Capitol on January 6th, didn't break anything, didn't assault anybody, but they're in federal custody tonight. They, they, they're still rounding them up. And they've got a guy in New Jersey who is accused of spraying tear, uh, pepper spray on January 6th. There's no more accusation other than it's not like he shot in officers' eyes or anything. It just, it just says use pepper spray. And apparently when they went to get him at his New Jersey home, he lives in a rural area, he took off into the woods and they haven't been able to catch him yet. But they've got helicopters, they've got dogs, they've got probably a hundred men in tactical gear with their with their guns. They've got the heat-seeking uh, sensors. I mean, it, it's like when they're looking for one of these guys that escaped, one of these killers that escaped from prison. Again, this is a guy on January 6th, in accused of hurting anybody. He was definitely in the Capitol, but doesn't say hurt anybody or broke anything. It does say that he used pepper spray, but there's no more details than that. And they're trying to track him down like a dog. Unbelievable. Oh, it turns out last night at that nonsensical debate that the Republicans had, apparently when they took one of their breaks for a commercial, a chant broke out in the crowd. Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump. <laughs> oh, and then you got this New York judge, Ergagon, or whatever his name is. This is that civil trial. This is the one where the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, ran on the fact she was going to get Trump, even though she had never seen anything that he'd done illegal, didn't have any documents, anything. She, she went in AG. Her whole campaign was, if you elect me, I'm going to take down Trump. For what? And then he got this old judge. He's in his 70s. This is his very last case. Hates Trump with a passion. Has ruled against his lawyers every single thing. Um, just a nasty old man. Turns out, he posted on his high school newsletter online a bunch of pictures of him naked. It's, a, it's a, like a mirror selfie. Thankfully, he's holding the camera down under his waist so you can only see him kind of from waist up. Guy is weird. But then we find out tonight his wife 
She's been on social media this whole garbage trial posting some of the most hateful things about Trump and his family. She's got a meme of Trump. Uh, oh, it says the F word Trump. And then next to it is a, is, is a picture, a doctored picture of Trump in an orange jumpsuit with no hair. And of course, they aged him, make, made him look as bad as possible. That's what she's been posting on her social media. Unbelievable. I mean, if the New York bar doesn't take step in and take some action when this is done, this is just one of the most insane, unfair. I mean, the whole case has been criminal, to be honest with you. Not because Trump did anything criminal, the legal system. Then we find out the Biden regime has a plan for what they call digital equity. This is something that runs through the FCC. And it's going to give the government all internet services, basic control of all internet services and infrastructure. The administration's got control over all internet services and infrastructure. In other words, they want to be totally in control... They're tired of going through these social media companies and playing all these games. They just want complete and total control once and for all. Now, now I, I've, I've known this day was coming for some time. But, uh, so we got a lot to pray about, folks. I'm going to cut things a little early tonight, if that's okay with you. And uh, you need to get a good night's sleep. Should be good tomorrow, but uh, I wanted to, wanted to get with you tonight because there's a lot of important things going on that you need to know about, understand. So 